You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Uh, Mary, I want you aware, I did send a note to the White House uh, telling them that they probably want to listen to today's podcast because we're going to have some really good advice, I think, for Joe Biden on how to run during what's left of kind of the primary season and leading up to the general election. So I, I hope that's okay that I included uh, President Biden. That's fine. I mean, they might as well put us on staff if they're, I guess they're finally putting their campaign team together, taking some people out of the White House and Absol- sending them over the campaign. So since there's some movement, and if they want, you know, some feedback from like the older people's group. Right. And I mean, ultimately, the way things happen, what we say on the podcast invariably ends up getting on NBC or in the New York Times somehow. (laughs) And then they hear it from there. Why not hear it directly from uh, from us? And I. Us and all our good ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to put first on this list, in any way possible, President Biden, you, Kamala, the people around you, and somebody who's become almost your ally, Nikki Haley, you ought to just keep pounding, pounding on former President Donald Trump, because it's clear his thin skin has gotten a lot thinner, and he reacts really badly. Don't you Isn't agree? It funny, yeah. She got under his skin the other night, and um, by not uh, conceding, I mean she said yes, he had won, but she didn't get out of the race. And the other thing, because Trump is so shallow, he cannot help but comment on her dress. I've not really heard anybody talk about this, but in my mind, that's so, so telling about him because she did have a beautiful dress on and he lives enough in a world of luxury to know that it was an expensive dress. So he has to kind of comment on that, but say, but I think she really bought it at TJ Maxx. (laughs) I mean, he didn't say exactly that, but he might as well have, you know, like, Looks expensive, but it's a Target knockoff. I just think that's how like small his mind is. That's how he thinks and what he thinks about. And for some reason, that cracked me up. But he was visibly upset. He was so angry with her. And then then he has to like, you know, be mean to all his other supplicants, um, like poor Tim Scott, who I don't really feel sorry for. But, wow, Trump just made him look like a total oh, Terrible. I, I mean, if, if somebody didn't see it, Trump is kind of a little interplay on there and how terrible Nikki is. And Tim jumps right around. And much like that cabinet meeting back early in the Trump presidency, he says, I love you, Mr. President. I love you. And it's just like, Tim, remember back when you had like a little bit of dignity? That's gone. I mean, he's a senator from South Carolina. I mean, it's not nothing the job he has. 
There are two senators from South Carolina in the whole country. And the other one is himself an obsequious snail. I mean, he's just, both him and Lindsey Graham are just horrible sycophants. Actually, I heard, uh, I forget, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they referred to um, Ron DeSantis as Ron DeSycophant. Ron DeSycophant. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm kind of surprised. Surprised Donald didn't think of that himself. I he may, know. He may he, not he know the word sycophant. Yeah. He exactly, and but he may use it. You never know. Oh my gosh, I love that. So well, and that goes together with it. Was kind of a question as you're talking about the dress and you know his favorite nickname now uh, for uh, Nikki Haley is Bird Brain. He loves calling her that. Is this all just one more manifestation? of his incredible misogyny? Well, you know, there's been very little discussion or reporting on that, but I can't help thinking about that. That one of the things that has to be just killing Trump is the last man standing is a woman, a child of immigrants. Because you know, you know the latest um, attack on her on True Social is a picture of her from when she was younger and um, and she had said at one point in an interview that it was hard growing up in, you know, this small town. I think she grew up in South Carolina. You know, she stood out. She was different. She was brown. And he's saying she's not that brown. She shouldn't say she's brown. Like, <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, like, why? You know, he cannot help himself to go into the nativist, racist world. He just can't help himself. And it's not, I think, just playing to his base. Like he really does believe that stuff, the inferiority of of people that are not white and don't come from Eastern or from Europe, Eastern Europe is where his spouses came from, but from Europe. And so I think the pressure on her, the ugliness, if she stays in for the next month to go you know, she tried to make it all the way to South Carolina primary is going to be so immense. And we're going to learn a lot about her because people say she's tough and that you have to be tough to get to live through the pressure. She's going to get both the social media, the public, and there has to be an enormous amount of uh, behind the scenes pressure as well. I'm just thinking, you know, to tell her to get out so they can consolidate. Trump doesn't um, take any hits from her being in and she's going after him now. So I don't know. I mean, Biden administration at this point, I think I'd sit back and let Nikki do the dirty work. Let her swing. I I do. And I, I mean, I want to comment. I agree with you. We're already reading that there's a lot of pressure on her to get out. I think there's a lot of pressure on her to stay in. And I'll tell you two parts of that uh, in particular. We know that a big amount of the money coming to her is coming either from the Koch brothers or their, uh, you know, their network. They don't like Trump. Uh, They only have one last place uh, to try and put money, to try and stop him or to at least try and mess with him. So I think that money and the strength of that network would be telling her, you know, Nikki, please hang in there. We're going to be with you. And at least according to what she's reporting, 
she is raising money and it's yeah. uh and that's important i think the other part of this and i can't point to a group on on this but i think it's reasonable everybody has got to think what if something really changes and i mean about donald trump what if i don't think likely but what if the supreme court rules that even just rules that states can decide whether he can be on uh, on the ballot or not what if he is convicted what if any of these things uh, uh go on then if nikki haley does not stay in the race does the party have essentially an heir apparent a second second choice if she does stay in the race and has accumulated some delegates the party then says okay democracy rules here even though we don't believe that as republicans she's clearly the the next choice i think some of the old guard want her there as a backup yeah but that's wish casting because even if trump gets out for some reason they broker the convention you think they give the nomination to her it's so hard to imagine i mean you know she's saying on oh, the face of the the future of the Republican Party. No, she's the face of the old Republican Party. I mean, that them giving it to her assumes that they're all waiting for a savior from Trump, but they still have the same voters. So if they nominate Nikki Haley to be the Republican um, nominee for president, um, you, you don't get the MAGA people to come out and vote because they don't see. They see her as everything Trump has ported her, has painted her as an internationalist, a corporatist, big money donor. You know what I mean? Like everything they hate. They being that 40 percent of the electorate, the Republican Party. So I, I think that it's a reason for her to stay in, and I can see why the money people want her to stay in. And I think you're probably right. She will make it to South Carolina. But the voters want Trump. And if it isn't Trump, then they, they'll take Don Jr. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, don't, they want someone who is in the mold of, which is not Ron DeSantis, obviously, either. But it's somebody who's fighting for him. And you know, I heard this voter interview today, which I thought this was hilarious. And this was in New Hampshire. This, was, this interviews were done before um, Tuesday. But he said, you know, one thing I like about Trump is he's funny and politics should be entertaining. And I was like, oh, my God, help me. But he's not wrong that that is, especially for low information voters, that's a lot of what um, Obama's attraction was, John. He was yeah. slick. He was funny. He would sing. You know, he was an entertainer. So I'm sure Barack Obama hate, would hate to hear that characterization, characterization. But he is an entertainer. And Trump is an entertainer. And people think it's a game and they want entertainment. So I don't know. It's, it's a, the, the Republicans are just in a world of hurt. And I think they have to run Trump this time, no matter how crazy it is. However, today, as, we, as we're recording this, Trump is in trying to testify in the E. Jean Carroll damages case. And the 
judge is saying, you can't say this, you can't say that. And then Trump, <laughs> the judge says to Elena Hobber, you know, proffer, what's the testimony? Why, why are you having him testify? And she goes, well, he wants to testify that he didn't do it. And the judge is like, no, that's not an issue here. And if he gets on the stand and he does it, the judge theoretically could throw him in jail, say, this is in contempt of court. I told you not to do that. Do I think that'll happen? No. But it's just to that point that, you know, black swan event, some weird thing that could happen that leaves Republicans without a nominee. Could happen. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I listened carefully to what you're saying about how the Republican convention would react to Nikki Haley. And I agree with you. Uh, I don't think what his really energetic base is would find her acceptable. I found myself wondering, though, and I mean, this is really daydreaming stuff. Is there anybody they would find acceptable? Like anybody. There certainly, I don't think, was really anybody in the field of Republican candidates. I mean, you could say Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. He was never a serious candidate. No. At all. And, you know, I think about what about Mike Pompeo? Mm, There are a lot of reasons he never, never surfaced. Uh, You know, Trump is one unto himself. To be a little Latin about it, he is sui generis. Mm -hmm. uh, There, which is there. And it's, uh, you know, and that that has been to his benefit. But it's also a problem that faces the uh, uh, Republican Party. I guess in the great tradition of monarchies in the past, you're right. Do you look to Don Jr.? To or do like you that? look to some other entertainer like Tucker Carlson? It sounds yeah. like a crazy idea, but Carlson has entertained the idea. We know this from the books about Fox. And he could energize the base, or do you go to like an Elise Stefanik or, um, you know, Sarah Huckabee or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. There are probably people that would be more acceptable to the base than would Nikki Haley be. That doesn't mean that she, if she stays in and collects some uh, delegates, that it's not her by default. Then but then the interesting thing happens is she does give Biden a run for his money because yeah. you have all these people, you know, kind of independents, but right leading Republican leading that have migrated toward Biden and to the Democratic candidates go right back to Nikki Haley. And you that, know, I, their theory of the case, that the theory of the Republican Party will be, oh, MAGA was never the future of the party. Our old school was. Right. You know, I began by talking about advice to Joe Biden, and and we kind of looped around more in the Republicans. I would tell Biden, though, keep punching, keep slugging, be aggressive. Uh, Donald Trump, I do not think, is a good counterpuncher. I I think the more, and and frankly, I would send Vice President Harris out uh, on the line that you mentioned before. Donald doesn't like to be criticized but he really hates being criticized by women. He really does. And he hates immigrants. So, you know, they're both, both Harris and Haley are children of immigrants, Indian immigrants too, interestingly enough, says a lot about the immigration law of 1965. But um, 
that that just probably drives him insane. He's thinking, who who gave those bitches a job? Absolutely. And then <laughs> just to make it all great, call up Nancy Pelosi and say, Nancy, we want you to do 60 minutes for us. Go sit down and talk, <laughs> talk about that. Uh, there Wouldn't that put him over the edge? Because he doesn't like women in general, but man, he doesn't like Nancy. Oh, no, she's top of his list of people. She is Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> okay. All well, right. Miss, Mr. President, I'm not certain we gave you that much good, but we'll keep thinking and sending ideas your way, okay? <laughs> sure, John. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.